Good morning, morning. This is Matt O'Dell. And Chris Boyle. With uh, Bastards of Our Podcast coming to you. Not so. I thought we were going to come up with a catchphrase, so I wouldn't say we this have, anymore. I don't, you, I don't know. I'm still saying it. It's catchy, I guess. I guess. Coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri. This is the podcast that basically says, man, you ain't alone. A whole lot of people out there trying to figure this whole art thing out. How do you make a living off of it? How do you just feel good doing it? How do you like. You look at other people and they're like, oh my God, they're so famous. Well, I suck, you know, and just basically trying to get you like, you don't suck, man. It's just the appearance of how other people appear on media, social yeah. medias. You don't have to be like, you don't have to validate yourself by like, like, I don't know what, just be, just do art. And anyway, we start exploring like kind of the stuff no one ever talks about in the art world or we're just being an artist. Like we're not super fine artists in the sense that we know how to run game on the, on that whole fine arts world or, or how we're getting big projects and you know, we're, you know people are knocking on our door we're just people who are surviving doing art like i remember one day my dad looked at me and he's like so let me get this straight son you want to draw pictures and people are going to pay for it <laughs> <laughs> what you need to do is go to college yeah. you know and uh whatever you know and uh, i'm just 20 whatever almost 24 years later i've been self-employed drawing pictures and I've been able to support myself. So, and I'm not. I'm a. I'm a. I'm. I'm. I'm a proud B side artist. I'm not the A side of the album. Mm. I'm the B side of the album. I'm good, but I'm not. The, I think the, that I'm, means I'm like a C side. Yeah, no, I think we're both. Yeah. Them. yeah, you might not know my. You might not recognize me. It might be a bummer, but you yeah. never heard of a three sided record, so at least I'm <laughs> unique. How about that? So uh, we were just talking about, you know, our last podcast. Um, we were talking about. Um, what you're worth, and which kind of ties into this, and we had we had basically said we were going to talk about appearance, maybe who you know, what you do, and your achievements. Those are those are some of the breakdowns that might go to the equation of what you're worth. Now, in this particular podcast, we're going to concentrate a little more on appearance. Now, I'm going to be honest. Uh, Chris just had to Google the actual definition. Yeah. Because neither of us really knew how to explain it. I just wanted to. Yeah, well, do you, do you still have it pulled up? Because uh, it I, said something about know, in, impressions or something. I don't have it pulled up, but I probably can All right, Chris up. is going to pull up the, the definition of... Um, the definition of appearance. The way that someone or something looks. That's the most basic one. Okay. We knew that one already. Yeah, we knew that one already. All right. Um, I could have guessed that. An act of performing or participating in a public event. That's the wrong kind of appearance. That's not what we're talking about. That's like, no. I made an appearance here. Yeah. That's like showing up uh, at a wedding oh, just go. for the free beer. I got beer. the good stuff now. An act of becoming visible or noticeable. An arrival. Hmm. An arrival. An arrival. You've arrived. That's going to be the name of my new shop. Yeah. An arrival. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I, I think you about... You should call it electric. Electric appearance. Arrival. Electric, electric arrival. arrival or a classic arrival will be more relevant. I wonder. I wonder. Uh, That's just me being sarcastic. No, I wonder what other products that that, that conjures up. Don't sleep yeah. arrival. Hey, don't sleep. Speaking arrive. of speaking of businesses, did you know the guy, the Mister Pillow guy? You've seen that guy, right? What? The Mister Pillow guy. I don't even know. What he's oh, about. just go to Target or something. There's this guy. He's got a mustache on, and it says Mister Pillow. I just found out the other day this million dollar idea that he like was like taking different foam and like making these pillows, making the perfect okay. memory foam pillow. I'm sorry, pillow. He was on crack. <laughs> he came up with the idea. You can Wikipedia this. That's amazing. He 
Woke up after a crack binge, and he had Mr. Pillow written all over his house on all the walls and cabinets. Yeah. He's like, huh, I guess That's I should normal. make a pillow. <laughs> and he, like, made a... So, uh, anyway, you know, ideas yeah. come from everywhere. That's creative as shit. So, anyway, appearance. Uh, impression. I think an advertisement impr- for crack cocaine use. <laughs> or, or pillows. <laughs> or pillows. Uh, but impression, the impression you make on a f- future client or customer, depending on what you're doing... Um, uh, and that that is part of your worth. And let's just let's just like, I guess in tangible yeah. terms, like let's take a profession. Like, give me a profession, not not tattoo. Lawyer. Lawyer. Okay, you're a lawyer. Okay, I'm. I, I just killed someone. You're. You're. Yeah. I've never seen you before. Yeah. I'm sitting in this little shitty room, and, and you, you walk think, in. You look at me and you think, "What's this guy in for?" Yeah, exactly. If your lawyer <laughs> looks like you're silly. That's yeah. not a that's not a good impression, right? No, no. So really well. I, I think that if you showed up maybe a little bit more fit but still approachable, I'd be willing to talk to you. Yeah, you're you know you're I, could, I think you could actually understand me. You don't look like you're you know you you see me from a, a gilded room. You know, um, that that kind of impression, that quick impression right there. Uh, that's I think that 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 kind of sets a tone for what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, don't you think? Yeah, I think it's kind of like. <clears throat> just what I was thinking about it here was like there's different when we think about appearance in relationship to art or tattooing there's like appearance I feel like what you're talking about is like when your client arrives and sees you and that interaction that happens whether that's like the appearance of you personally or the appearance of the staff that works at the shop you're at or your assistant or secretary like or the way that the wall is painted or whatever there's that kind of interaction but there's also you know something we talk about like the way you appear online or the way your work well, appears. See, that's the new thing too right yeah. like your your people actually have met you before they meet you now yeah because they can actually stalk you by what you put out there on social sure. media so that's a whole nother impression yeah and i mean i think you know there's a lot i hear stuff all the time i mean if i'm being honest i even think about this is like how do i want like a photo that i take even of my work to appear and do I use like a really dark background or do I use a light background? And once I started thinking about that, I've noticed like that there's a lot more people thinking about that than I think there are you thinking thought? about. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, you know, or it's like I, I follow this one uh, person on Instagram, which I don't really know why, but they're, they always take their photos in like a really low like blue light, which is just not particularly becoming to really what a tattoo looks like. Yeah. And they do nice tattoos. This person does nice tattoos, so it's not, like, to, like, hide something, but it's just weird, but it's well-received, you know? And there's definitely, you know, if you see a tattoo that kind of looks like a certain style without lighting, you, I immediately go, oh, I know who did that. So there's all these things that can affect who looks at or, like, maybe can, like, put a little brand, like, on what you do like even the way you take a photo or whether like you put a paper towel behind a tattoo or you put a black curtain behind it or whatever so that's a different kind of appearance i i was thinking about you know i i'm always trying to think okay i want to look professional i want i want the i want the person who expects more out of me uh because they they are the ones who actually have the money to pay me you know uh i'm I'm thinking like okay i want to look approachable to them you know yeah um I want to be the guy in the suit. I don't want to look like the Sully. Right. You know? Uh, but um, I was I was thinking about, like, uh, 
the timeline aspect, like like when people look at social media, mm. like I don't want I don't want someone to see it and then see me like chugging beer on the beach and then right. and then like you know like stealing fucking Mike Tyson's tiger and you know <laughs> all that stuff. So I, I think about that stuff too as far as appearance. You know, like we put so much out there on social media, and I, I, I'm sure this is like a dead topic, but you can't like I don't know how how I, I personally don't know how somebody can with a straight face say yes i'm a professional you should trust me and it's going to be ten thousand dollars and then someone pulls up their facebook and there they are you know acting a fool yeah you know i don't know it just it like, is weird. Like, what do you do with your free time and now i gotta you know like how trustworthy are you i think in this day and age we were talking about before about people should should not judge i don't know man if someone's going to be my doctor and i know we're not talking about doctors here but yeah. like tattooing is a procedure sure you know like I think, but but then here's the other part of it. I think about that all the time, right? But some people want that. Yeah, I some think people a, want the crazy guy. Yeah, you I know? mean, I think you know the the Hunter S. Thompson. Ironically, you know, the typical person who lives the wild and crazy lifestyle is not the person who's like thinking about like, oh, what does my client want in this experience? But in reality, that is a, just a different brand of something. You know, like. I think it's important to remember, like, everybody kind of wants something different. Um, Sometimes they want to feel like maybe especially getting a tattoo, as cliche as it is, it's like this, like, act of rebellion or, like, this thing that's, like, it's going to make me look tough if I have this or it's going to make me be cool if I have this tattoo. Or, on the other hand, it could be somebody who said, oh, it's going to make me look refined because I have this more, like, artistic style tattoo from somebody who specializes in, you know more illustrated watercolor tattooing or whatever. But we don't know always what the desire is of the people who follow us on social media or follow our work in general um, or our customers, what exactly they want. And I think the, the interesting thing, like the social media component that we've been talking about is that, you know, I've always, and I don't have that many followers on Instagram <laughs> disclosure. <laughs> so I'm probably not the best person to listen to about this. Um, you know, I try to, like, I don't put anything, like, there's no, like, pictures of me on my Instagram account. I don't put pictures of my kids and stuff that I do. Like, I don't even, like, put up a little story video of me and my friends, like, on a canoe trip or whatever we're doing. Like, I don't do that. I try to just put my work out there because my process is to think, oh, well, I want my work to speak to people who are looking for something like that. And then... If that's the first appearance, then we can worry about the other things later. Like mm-hmm. that, that should be the initial attraction. The most important element is just to put my work out there. And if I'm posting pictures of things that I like and that I'm proud of, that re- I feel like reflect what I do, that should somehow translate to clients that are going to desire a similar type of result. Well, yeah, because this part of the part of the whole social media is things get taken out of context. So sure. you either can edit it to your advantage yeah. or it comes out as your disadvantage. Yeah. I know when I was, uh, I was traveling back from St. Louis to New York a bunch and I actually, the last few years I was going up there, I stopped posting pictures of me in New York because yeah. people here thought I was always out of town. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm just going up on my days off. I'm not even, I'm working there on my days off yeah. and I have my normal routine here. Yeah. I'm still putting my 40 hours a week in St. Louis and then I got 20 extra hours a week. I could fly to New York and I can work. But it's yeah. the same thing. Like I was like, I'm not, 
I'm, I'm here. What are you talking oh, about? Yeah. I'm not. I mean, it can kind of backfire. Like, yeah. you, or, or you can get two separate results that conflict with each other. Like, people go like, wow, that's amazing. Like, you're up at New York. You're working Invisible. Like, you're killing it up there. You posted this cool tattoo. And that's like, that's amazing, dude. You're doing really cool stuff. But at the same time, that same person thinking that, or the next person down the road would be like, oh, man, that's cool, but, like, I'm never going to be able to get in. Or, oh, he's too expensive, or he's too booked, or yeah. whatever. It, you know, sometimes a, something that can be viewed as a positive by someone else could be viewed as a negative. So it's really hard to say. And I, that's why I walked you know, away from that. Yeah, That's why it's I, difficult. Like, yeah. Me and you, you're not on Facebook anymore. I haven't been on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook. Time. And I even – I ended up – I went a step farther. I ended up getting off Instagram. Yeah. Now, it's funny because I always – I preach to younger artists – Use the social media as a tool. Sure. Don't use it as a as a social media. Use it as a tool. For me, where I'm at right now, I just don't. I don't. I, I have a whatever, man. Yeah. I don't need it. I don't need that tool in my box maybe, right now. Maybe it's like important just to think about like if anything, you know, is an obstacle to you or a barrier. Like you have to consider like, is my involvement in social media more beneficial to me than it is harmful to me? You yeah. know, like. Because if you do like doing blow all night long and don't want people to know, don't have a Facebook account, yeah. you know? Yeah, true. <clears throat> or, I mean, yeah, or, you know, do it online and be authentic, you know? Yeah. People, like, I mean, I guess that's a thing, you know? People want to see, I don't get why you'd want to get tattooed by the party animal, but realistically, like, a lot of people do, you know? And that's whatever. That's you know a what I mean? weird. That's that doesn't a, mean you have a, to be a party animal to do good tattoos or not. The party animal can't. Well, and that, that, that's my part about we're not saying having a, or at least I'm not saying have an appearance that looks this way. Right. That's not the point. All I'm saying is appearance is a part of the value. Sure. And if, yeah. And the, the thing of it is, too, when, when you got to remember putting everything into context, appearance is only one part of the equation of what are you worth. Yeah. If you have this appearance of being a party animal, then you better have, you know, and then that might in some circles lessen sure. your value, then you better have. Something up better like achievements. Yeah. yeah, he's a party animal, but this but dude. Look how good he is. Yeah, yeah. he better. You better have achievements to overshadow your lack of. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, maybe I don't look too good, you know, uh, in, sure. in the social light. You know, if that's not your strong suit, you still have to know that it is a part of the equation of uh, what 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 you're worth, and that's the whole conversation yeah. we're having through this uh, through this podcast. I think you know impression. Your impression can add to some of the positives. That not we have recognized the fact that some people have an appearance of being a party animal or being crazy, and, and the art world is full of those nuts. Like sure. Hunter S. Thompson shooting guns, doing cocaine. It's fucking cool, yeah. right? I wish I was I mean, there. Being creative, you know, a lot of times means breaking rules and not being normal. And I think it's normal for artists to want to explore different ways to to think and to be. You know, so. I don't think it's like entirely as off-putting in the art category when it's like, oh man, like I saw that person was like tripping acid, but look at their painting because I can kind of tell. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't like people don't get so uh, disturbed by that. It's like I don't think they want you to be on acid while you're tattooing them. They but want help you create a cool yeah, design. Yeah, yeah. They want enough of it because they're not gonna they're not gonna be crazy. So they right. borrow some of your crazy, but you can't be so crazy right. that they're like, I can't believe that I was in right. that guy's presence. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, some of the, some of the things if you're if you were thinking about what does my what does my impression leave on people? Sure. Um, I did Google uh, some more stuff, and I did like this list, and it basically said your your impression that you leave on people should be an impression that you're knowledgeable, that you have credibility, um, that you have an understanding, 
And I thought those were all really good yeah. points, you know. And so depending on what crowd that you are catering to, you know, and I, I think it's really hard to cater to everybody. But if that's your crowd, you're, you want to be like, if you want to be the creepy, you know, dope head or whatever, you should be able to list all of fucking Grateful Dead's uh, catalog. You know what I mean? Like, be knowledgeable. Right. Have credibility. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not saying that that is a must, but. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're gonna if you're gonna be it, own it. Don't yeah, pretend it. You know. I mean, I think you know something that comes to my mind is just being confident in whatever it is that you're doing. Um, you know, I had a consultation with a guy the other day. He has no tattoos. He's in his middle 40s, early 50s, and he's like, oh. And I just kind of explained him, you know, the kind of design he was wanting to to get. I was like, well, you know, I don't want you to be misled. I'm not a specialist in this style of tattooing, but I can definitely do something like that for you. And kind of talked to him a little bit about that and felt out what he was trying to accomplish. And he's like, well, I'm just, like, really pumped. Like, you seem, like, really confident about being able to do what I want to do. And I was like, well, yeah, I am. You know, like, I'm confident that I can put a nice tattoo on you. And that's, like, really what he was looking for. He wasn't mm. looking for, like, a Polynesian tribal expert because he doesn't care what it means. You know, he want, he just wants a good-looking tattoo and somebody who's going to care about doing it. And, like, sometimes that's enough. Like, just being, like, he was like, I'm just really impressed. Like, you're, like, really confident. That's okay. I think that's a huge part of um, if you're selling yourself to a prospective client. So I think we've moved now off of the whole social media part, face to face. um, You know, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but um, a lack of confidence makes you transparent, and people question. Well, if you don't believe in yourself, yeah, why should I? I worked with a guy, and he would always do like. Uh, I guess. I mean, no, no, no. That's what you want, but uh, and that's how he would talk, and it was yeah. just kind of. It would be cringy to listen to him try to sell something because it's like, I don't like you don't yeah. you don't believe that There's you like can do it. There's like a wishy washiness of yeah. Like, yeah. So I always I always tell uh, uh, like if I'm mentoring or I'm helping someone out or I'm working in a shop, or whatever. I always say, say yes, and go in the back room and say fuck. You know, oh, yeah. I, I said yes. Now let me figure out yeah. how I'm going to pull this thing off. You know, like just, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Confidence yeah. is uh, I mean, confidence say is no key. when you need to say no. But I agree completely with that. It's like there's been a million times that I've kind of said yes, and then I'm like, man, what am I fucking thinking? Yeah, yeah. What was I getting myself into? But you just like that does like you know that builds your own confidence in yourself and a little bit of your character just to have to sit back there and do it. And you know, just like don't intimidate yourself or don't let somebody else's idea intimidate you, you know? Plus, if you always, if we're artists and we always worked in our comfort zone, then what would we be? No. I mean, in our particular field, we always have to stay just enough uncomfortable yeah. so we question our approach, our process. Oops. Um, Drop my favorite pin. No. <clears throat> so that we do question what we're doing. If we're, you know, I think that's the beauty of having clients is they're yeah. going to request things that are maybe out of your comfort zone. And you're always like, half of you is going, I don't do stuff like this. Yeah. And the other half of you is going, well, are you an artist or not? You know? Yeah. I just always try, you know, for like an application wise, like I'll always try to just feel out people and say, hey, like, I want to make sure you're comfortable, though. Like, if you ask me to do this, I'm going to do it the way that I feel comfortable doing it. And I want to make sure that we're on the same page with that. Like you want Nico Hurtado to tattoo you, you should definitely hit him up because I'm not going to do a tattoo that looks like that. You know what I mean? Like, so if you're showing me like, oh, I like roses that look like this, it's like, well, that's cool. Like, I can do like my version of a rose that isn't going to look anything like that. And if you want that, that's cool. You know, like, 
I think it's good, like, don't oversell your appearance. I think, you know, what's the phrase that people use? You know, it's like, you don't want to uh, over-promise and under-deliver, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that, you know, on the subject of appearance, and especially with, I know we're not just talking about social media now, but anything else, it's like, you don't want to over-promise and under-deliver because you can create, like you were saying, like, oh, you can kind of create this, like, vibe of what you do and the style of things that you put out there for people. But if you can't deliver on what you're suggesting, then you need to be careful to not, like, because at the end of the day, you do have to worry about, like, no matter what how you appear online, the tattoo that you do or the art that you actually produce for the person that's come to you and paying you it actually matters, at least to them. <laughs> it know? matters a lot. You yeah, it matters. And it's going to matter if they yeah. hate it and they go tell their friends, like, oh, like this guy seemed like he was really cool. And, like, oh, there's all this stuff. I've seen all this stuff I like. So it's like, you know, I think that's the authenticity is important, at least to, to that respect, where you don't. So I have two artists that I get paintings from. And uh, I'm not going to say who they are. I, I, there's a couple artists I buy paintings from, but I commission them all the time. And I say, Man, I love the last one. And about every six months, I'm like, I'm tired of looking at this one. I want another painting. And every once in a while, it's like, man, I don't feel like you put as much into... Now I feel like you're just pumping them out for me. You know what I mean? And so that's... uh, I don't know. I don't know where that plays into all this. But as far as like under-promise, over-deliver, that always bums me out when I'm like excited. And we've done such good together. And now I feel like you didn't really give me... It's like, man, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, all those other kick-ass paintings you did are awesome. This one's like, looks like you did it in 10 minutes just for my money or something. <laughs> you maybe know? They did, they, maybe they did. Um, I, I, uh, I want to, you know, we, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but can you, what was it, what was it like, like your impression of like the first shop you walked into? And maybe not the day you got your first tattoo, but you remember what that was like and like the smell of it and how you were treating yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, I still remember it pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was the first shop I'd ever walked into. Now that you say that, I th- I'm thinking of other ways. I was always fascinated with tattoo shops from when I was really young. So as soon as I was, like, kind of old enough to, like, go- I mean, I went away to college when I was 17, so I still wasn't supposed to be going into tattoo shops, but I definitely liked walking into tattoo shops and looking around and checking it out. But I definitely, re- the first shop that I actually got tattooed at was this little biker shop in a town called Anderson, Indiana. And I definitely felt like I was like walking into somebody's like clubhouse that I wasn't supposed to be in. And they're like, what do you want? And I was like, uh, I just want to get a tattoo next week. Cause I was getting ready to turn 18. So I'd done all my like research about, but what was it like when you walked in? Were they smoking? Was yeah. It clean? Was, like, was it, I mean, it was, it was fairly clean. It was like an old, uh, mechanics garage that had turned into a tattoo shop had been you know like it used to be like a jiffy lube or something mm-hmm. like that that they turned into a shop but i mean it was clean there was a pool what table did you, did you feel like what did you feel like when you went in there were you like oh am i going to the right place or just badass like what was that impression yeah, That's i don't know i guess it like it seemed it seemed pretty cool and they seemed to know what they were talking about and they weren't like they definitely weren't I mean, they really weren't intimidating to me, but they also weren't intimidated by me. And they just sort of like, yeah, what do you want to do? Cool. Like, set it up, give me a deposit, and I'll see you next week, you know? And I was like, cool. This is what I want to get. And they're like, yeah, cool. We'll do it. What would have what would have made you not give them a deposit? I don't know. I think, I mean, looking back to that time, you know, I was really just like, I 
all I was worried about was, was the shop clean? Do they have an autoclave? <laughs> you know, like, do, do they use sterile needles? You know, like that, because that was like, that was all I cared about. I, I didn't even think about like, I was getting a simple design. You know, I didn't think of like, how's it going to look? You know, and I looked at their portfolios and like there was plenty of like solid looking tattoos in there. So I was like, yeah. I just, the first shop I, I went into, the first I shop no, I went into. I had no desire to like get tattooed by a certain person at that point oh, in time. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't very long after my first tattoo that I started, once I actually got a tattoo, I started like looking at tattoo magazines and like finding out about people and like seeing tattoos that that drew me in more specifically to people that I wanted to get tattooed by instead of just this idea that I wanted to have tattoos. Um, so it wasn't very long after my first tattoo that I was like, well, I'm not really going to ever get tattooed by that guy Curly or whatever his name was. I don't even remember his name, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go find somebody whose work I like, mm -hmm. you know, because it matters. My Before I knew anything about who was good and who was bad, I just didn't want – I wanted someone to speak to me, not at me. That was the yeah. biggest thing. I didn't want I didn't want to feel stupid when I went in. I didn't want you to make I didn't want them to cuz I'd been to enough shops cuz yeah. you know, I, I probably went to 20 not 20. I probably went to six different shops before I actually got tattooed in a shop. Mm. And the one thing that was a big turnoff was the like you're annoying me. You yeah. know, that was like I hated that and I hated like anytime I asked like a suggestion, then they made me feel really stupid that I'd even suggest changing anything about the design or you know right. i was bringing my own pictures in so i was already self-conscious right. that it's my work and i just you know at the time i just wanted someone to do my work but i wanted them to add the professionalism if that makes any sense yeah. you know yeah. like i knew my pictures weren't perfect i just wanted you to help me with them and some people were just like i don't know man off-putting you know and i sure. think that impression for to me that left enough of an that impression left enough of an impression on me that now when people come and meet me, I try, and I don't, I don't, I'm not always great at it, but I do my best to think of it in a way of like, what, what did I feel like when I talked to a tattoo artist for the first time? And so I do try to like help them. And I think sometimes I'm a little too informative. Sure. Like yeah. sometimes like I had a consultation today and I, in the middle of it, after talking for 20 minutes, I was like, this guy is not getting a sleeve, <laughs> you know? And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm doing this the wrong way. Tell me what you, why you think this is cool, and so yeah. I can redraw it my way. All right, um, and I don't know, maybe I, body language, the whole thing. You know, the, when you start yeah. like getting frumpy, you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this guy's you not listening to me anymore. I'm like so excited to give him the the full Monty treatment that uh, I realized he didn't want it. You know, yeah, totally. So, yeah. You know, that, that's a hard part on the impression too. Is like. I was being very knowledgeable. No, you're being a fucking smartass. You know, and yeah, I, that's it's a fine line sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And it's also weird too. Like, I'll I'll do. Uh, I remember one time I was trying to be helpful to uh, my wife's friend, and she laughed at me like he was a jerk to us. And I was like, I was being nice and honest right, and telling. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, but you didn't do what she wanted, so you're a jerk. I've and had I was that like, same experience. Come on, you know, man. I don't know what to do. You can't win them all, I guess. Yeah, it's tough. I think. Uh, sometimes it's like if it's like a friend of somebody, like maybe you feel like you have like a little bit of liberty to like talk to them. Or if there's somebody who has other, you know, they're like more heavily tattooed or something, you're like, oh, like you totally. I guess something while we're talking about appearance that's like important that we haven't really talked about is like we should probably all do a lot better job of not judging our clients by their appearance too. It's a hard when you're in a service industry. You know, and it's like 
because just because somebody's heavily tattooed doesn't mean that they have any idea what they want to get. They could have easily been talked into something or just been like, oh, that looks cool or whatever. So when you're going like, hey, what do you want to get? They might be like, well, I think this is a cool. I mean, I people all the time that come in and get cool tattoos somehow, you know, or what I would think is a cool tattoo because it is definitely very subjective. I might tattoo something that I'm just like so hyped on and they're hyped on. They love it. We're all, everybody's hyped, everybody's pumped. And they come in, you know, a month later and they're asking me for something I'm going is like to me the dumbest thing ever. And like, how did be, you go from this like, to right? What? And so it's just important to like not judge the appearance of your client, even if it's somebody you haven't tattooed. It's like I learned that lesson working in a guitar store when I was younger. There was this guy who was just like this dirty kind of stinky, older like hillbilly looking guy with like dirt on his overalls just like he'd been working in a field all day look like I mean it's like some of the guys I work with aren't giving the time of day but I was like well I'm like the new guy I'm gonna like talk to this guy and just be nice because I want to do a good job here well it ends up this guy owns a ton of farms in Alabama and he had like five grand rolled up in cash inside his pocket of his dirty overalls because he does work on a farm all day and he makes tons of money you know he's probably a millionaire and that guy over the course of years spent you know probably tens if not over a hundred thousand dollars in that store just buying stuff for his son that played guitar he didn't even play guitar he just came up there because we had really fancy stuff and his son liked all these you know cool brands of stuff that he saw in guitar magazines they didn't have it down in alabama it's actually pretty awesome you know but it's like and i definitely have been on the other side of that i mean you know i when i, I we've, i've mentioned before i used to play music for a living and one time i had sold i used to buy and sell vintage guitars a lot and i'd sold some stuff and I had a pretty substantial amount of money in my pocket and I went into this place with the intention of buying this 1966 jazz bass and those are really expensive and I had the money in my pocket to buy it and the guy was just such an asshole to me because he was like well you know what do you know and it's like he didn't know anything about me I didn't I was just asking like hey you know he's like well you know you really might want this or this or this and like he was just kind of thinking like oh like this young kid you know like he doesn't have the money to buy this. Like, I'm just going to try to sell him what he can afford. And in reality, like, I left there and I went somewhere else. And I, you know, sought out an instrument and bought it the same nice. day, you know. Nice. It's like, but it's like that guy lost a pretty significant sale because he just thought I couldn't pay for it, you know. So whether that's just like uh, a monetary judgment or even just a judgment on taste or style, like, I think it's probably important for us to remember not to judge a book by the cover always, you know. Which is ironic because we're trying to make people judge our book by our cover. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's come full circle. Yeah. No, so let's, let, I guess just to wrap it all up here really quick, just to put it back all, all together, we're talking about um, what what are you worth, appearance is just your appearance and your impression on your future client or customer. It is a part of the package. For sure. Um, we're not saying look this way and you'll make more money. I, I know if you Google business appearance, they're going to tell you wear a tie, groom your hair, you know, pick the bugs out of your ear. They're going to tell you to do all that if you're searching for the highest bidder or, 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 or whatever. Yeah. I think in our situation, if you're looking for a market, you know, don't, you know, be own it, be a part of that market, live that market. If you want to be the, the hillbilly guy and you want to, you know, sell hillbilly style art, you know, look like a hillbilly, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. Um, but 
just you just can't you can't uh, I just don't I, I, I don't think you can uh, we can emphasize enough that it, whether you like it or not your impression is a part of the game you know yeah. how, how, how you how you come across to people will detra- detract or add to uh, the value of you as a product For at sure. the end of the day well, that's what we're talking about you're the product what are you worth think you know? about it yeah think about it Anyway, this has been another episode of the Bastards of Art Podcast. Do you remember where we can find us yet, Chris? Uh, let me think about this. SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. FM Player. Oh, our webpage. Our webpage. www.bastardsofart. No, I think it's bastardsart.com. And then you can find me at www.matthodeltattoo.com. You can find me on Instagram still, unlike Matt, at... O-Boyle, O-H-B-O-Y-L-E. Word up. All right, talk to you guys soon. Bye.